Welcome to the Collective Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, please visit thecollectivechurch.ca.ca. As I said, just a, a brief summary of what we spoke about last week was we were talking, we, it was the gospel story for those of you that missed it. And I loved it how um, Ephesians 2 summarized uh, many aspects of that. The fact that we have become his poetry, just the poetry of Jesus, we have become his poetry, that we've become a new create, um, a recreated people, and that we have been joined to Jesus with new destinies and new good works as we bring heaven to earth. That's a, and you can say it in many, many ways, and that's why I love the gospel. And so that's why I wanted to start with communion today. Um, but today, what I wanted to do is I want to see, not that yet. Where is, there we go. <laughs> today I wanted to speak about a, a very powerful word, therefore. You know, we outlined the beginning parts of Ephesians and because of that, there was this very important word, therefore. And therefore carries a lot of weight. Um, I think you had a sneak preview there, but a year ago on Friday, Madison fell out of a tree and broke both of her arms, okay? And therefore, she couldn't do much of anything, really. She was like completely helpless, and therefore, we had to do everything for her. And so there's her little brother feeding her. She's just completely incapacitated. Because she was like that, therefore, everything had to be done for her, okay? So, therefore, when therefore comes up in Scripture, it's a very, very powerful word. Um, but for us, our hands are not tied, are they? On the contrary, they are loosed. We've been given complete and absolute freedom. Complete freedom from the things that used to trip us up. So let me just turn this off for now. And what I love is that it's, it wasn't just an escape by the skin of our teeth, okay? It was from the things that um, tripped us up. It was a complete pardon. It was a, a complete pardon from everything that used to trip us up. So that's the gate thing. I don't think anyone's there. I think it's from earlier. And so it's not just our get out of jail free card. It's a complete permanent pardon and therefore, we get to live as complete free men and women. Isn't that amazing? And I think we've tasted about that, tasted some of that freedom today. There's moments where we taste that freedom, and there's moments when we, it's a little bit far off. In 2005, the Bureau of Justice Statistics in the States did a study of about just over 400,000 inmates that had been uh, in jail that were released. And within a period of five years, 76.6% of prisoners were rearrested. Okay? That's the statistics that from 400,000, 75, 76% of them were rearrested within a, a period of five years. And, but being harassed for us by our old nature and being that repeat offender that cannot change his ways is not our story. We have a whole new story 
The gospel of Jesus has given us a permanent pardon. Not only that, but it also doesn't just get us out. It empowers us how to live going forward. And then I read another stat that said 70% of um, Christian teens going into college in the state lose their faith. Now, I don't know if that's a true stat. I don't want to take that as true, but part of it probably is. So there's, and if that is true, I find that incredibly hectic. And for me, it tells me two things. One, that they do not understand salvation. Maybe it's just a philosophy, a religion, a set of rules, something that they were grown into, but they didn't actually experience a complete identity change. Okay. And, and two, that they haven't experienced the power that comes from the cross. They don't experience a real change. And so their life is void of power. In essence, it's a powerless gospel, okay? which in essence is actually no gospel at all. Because when the gospel comes, it changes, right? And so salvation is not only our pardon, as I've said, it's being made completely new. That old sin nature that we had, that old self that we were in, that we were incapable of getting rid of, that we always used to go back to, is dead. And now we get to, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we get to actively put on that new nature. And friends, I feel like we need to access the reality and the power of the gospel in the church today. Otherwise, as I said, it's a powerless gospel. And therefore, then, what are you actually doing? And receive a wonder of the gospel, to actually start to see and open our eyes to that. I actually had another pic that I wanted to show you. Um, this is a picture of a bird hide at the Kruger, at Kruger Park Lodge. Kirsty and I have been going there with um, her family for the last 20 odd years on and off. And for that many, those 20 odd years, we used to go to this hide and we used to go and stand there and we used to go and see if we can see a, a hippo. But in the last year or so, we've started to open our eyes and start to uh, search for birds. So we've suddenly become bird watchers, okay? Which are, hey? Yeah, yeah. The children laugh at us and think we're very nerdy because we're there. And, but, but before was just this hide that we used to go and sit at for a few moments and then like, okay, we saw the hippos yawn and then we used to leave. Now we like actually want to go there and we want to sit for ages because it's opened up a whole new world to us since we've gotten involved in birdings. It's not something that's suddenly there. It was always there. It's been there for the last 20 years that we've been visiting and obviously beyond. But suddenly our eyes are open because we're looking for it, right? <coughs> We're starting to see and look for, for birds. And it's the same in our Christianity. We need to start to see the gospel that strengthens us in real life. And so how do we access that kind of life? And that's when the therefore comes in. Okay? Because of salvation, we therefore get to take off that old self and put on the new self. I'm sure many of us here can relate to a Christian walk that's uh, like a roller coaster. You're up and then you're down. You're doing great and then you're struggling, right? You feel in favor and then you feel like, oh, I'm out of favor, you know? <laughs> can, can we identify with that? 
you know, that you've had these, these times of these, these highs and these lows, and it's a roller coaster, but that's not how we get to, to live. Can you see how that almost mimics the identity of that repeat offender that keeps going back to his old ways? We do not have to have these highs and these lows. And then we're close to God, and then we're far from God, and then we feel special to Him, and then we're far away from Him again. We do not have to do that. We can break that up and down cycle. And so our union with Jesus has bought us that consistency and that sustainability. We need to, we need to ponder that for a moment, that your union has bought that consistency for you, not by self-effort, but submission to the Holy Spirit, actually listening to the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've who's heard of Brother Lawrence, but he, he wrote a book on um, practicing the presence of, of the Lord. And we need to practice listening to the, the, the Lord, hearing His voice, journaling His voice. What is He actually saying to you? Because when we do that, and what I'm talking about is actually off the theme of thriving, I'm talking about really living now that we're on the side of the cross. We get the opportunity to thrive. And we do that by letting our, crea- uh, our new creation selves be the starting point. You cannot access it without that being the starting point. And then when, and I say when, not if, contradictions come against that new creation self, what are you going to do? Invite the Holy Spirit to come in and manifest the reality of salvation in those moments. It's a when, it's not an if. It's not behavior modification, but it's dependence on the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. us. And friends, we also, in those moments, we don't invite Him in like a drowning man trying to grab for a life raft. You know, that... In that, that drowning man, you know, desperately grabbing for a life raft, often doesn't find it because it's right there, but he can't see it. No, we get to lie back intentionally, though, not just like, oh, we do nothing. We get to lie back with open arms and receive grace. Ephesians 1 verse 2 says, May God himself, the heavenly Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives, total well-being for you to thrive. Friends, there is a grace waiting like a heavy heavens to be released over you and impart total well-beings into your life. Because how many of you know the subtlety of life's challenges can come in and it can just subdue you it can numb you into just living a getting by life and that's not our life to live we've been given a new destiny as i read in the beginning from ephesians 2 remember we've become his poetry a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us each one of us have been given a destiny and he reminds us again for we are joined to jesus the anointed one Because of our salvation, it's opened up this new destiny to us, which then brings in this very huge, important, powerful word, therefore, right? Therefore, how do we get to live? 
because we're not here just to pass time and be entertained and be amused, right? As the church, we need to restore a wonder and the beauty of the church. That's our destiny. You know, it says that we're here to display the multifaceted wisdom of God to the world. That's what the church is here to do. You know, we're not duped into this vanilla zone of just being dumbed down and numb. Ephesians 3 verse 10, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom, or in other words, the multifaceted wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. You are out of jail. Therefore, live, thrive, experience heaven on earth. That's what we get to experience now. Not one day, now. Experience heaven on earth and tap into that deep fountain of the Holy Spirit that is within you. That's the Christian experience. Ephesians 1.19 says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. And in 3 verse 20, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for, therefore, because of his miraculous power will constantly energize you. And so what's going to keep us thriving? As I've said before, I think when this thing becomes real, when it becomes tangible, when it touches your everyday life. And I think for me, three ways of doing that is like one, we need to revel in. I mean, dive in and devour the beauty and all the depths and dimensions of salvation. Okay, because unless that penny drops, you can't pass begin. You can pass begin but you've bought into a powerless gospel and you will have a very difficult time. That penny needs to drop the beauty of our unbelievable salvation, our new creation selves. Because when that penny drops, when it's not just an ideology and a philosophy, when that penny drops, it gives you a power because it, then it's like, oh my word, this is what that salvation is. And you get filled and now you come with boldness and you can ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you. And so, secondly, I think we need to constantly, and I say constantly, reposition ourselves with the Holy Spirit and be reminded of our high rank, who we are. It's a constant repositioning, again, until it's real. And then three, tapping into that supernatural fountain of grace that's within you that allows you to live as Jesus lived, okay? Because that supernatural power, when it comes into you, you live differently. It's not natural. It's not because you've been a good boy or a good girl or you've got your stuff together or you had a good week. It's because there's a supernatural power that enters you and, um, and empowers you. You can see, I've, I told you, I'm, this is all taken out of Ephesians. It's been an amazing time reading through Ephesians. Uh, 1 verse 7, since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. The superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom 
and practical understanding. Friends, whatever you need for today can be found in Jesus. He releases within us all forms of, um, of wisdom and practical understanding. And so practically, when you want to run away, okay, we're not, make it practical. Think about those moments in your life. When you want to run away, when you want to numb out, when you want to just call it quits, shut down, numb, you know, have a bad day. I'm not talking about life in general. I'm just talking about your bad Tuesday that you just want to numb out. You're done. And you want to, tomorrow's another day. In those moments, let it become real. And in those moments, not like a drowning man flapping for that life rest, you know, frantically, Jesus, I need help from my boss or whatever, you know, you've had a really tough time. No, fall back actively in his grace because you know that that is yours to, to draw on and to receive. And let his supernatural grace energize you from the inside out. You know, I had a situation this week where somebody was really trying my patience and you know, maybe it's just me, but you think, oh, I don't need this. Why do I need to put myself with this person? Like, you know, I'll just, just let me extract from the moment. You know, you're irritating me, trying my patience. Let me just write you off and extract. But the problem is, is that, as I said, I've been going through Ephesians and this verse was very, very top of mind as this moment happened. I was like, oh, and that, that one is Ephesians 4 verse 4. He says, as a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank, given to you in your divine calling with tender humility and quiet patience. Always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another. Now that's nice when Sean's being nice to me, right? And we're getting on. It's easy to de demonstrate generous love, but then he goes on, which is the, the cracker, especially towards those who may try your patience okay that was the verse that was top of mind you know so i'm like flip i can't just get away with this now and be like the unbeliever because we don't slip into the old self no we call to in our high rank we call to a better place to live in a different way empowered not modification behavior modification living with power and so i couldn't get away with that and so i mean Again, okay, that's it. Practically, what did I have to do? I'm like, Jesus, it's finding Jesus' face in that moment. Won't you come in and flood me? Holy Spirit, come, surrender your emotions to, to that moment and say, Jesus, come in now and help me with this person and give me grace. And you, what do you do? You wait until that sweet presence of the Holy Spirit, you feel that just drenching in, seeping in, seeping in, and that irritation flows and you're able to demonstrate love. It's a very, very practical thing. And it has to be, yeah, it's a very practical thing. You know, I think of Anne's story um, of her, of, of Jane, you know, that's, the, that's one of the moments where you, like, you're overwhelmed by life. Like, oh my word, my daughter's friend's mom has got a year to live. She's, you know, what do I do? Like, how do I respond? She doesn't know God. Like, how do I even, like, I feel helpless. And she, I was just amazed by that. She took the time to say, Jesus, give me your strategy here. Come in. That's real. It's everyday moments. Give me your strategy here. And what came from that? A song. Okay. Can you imagine how that song must have undone that woman? 
the implications of that song as opposed to just like keeping quiet because it's a bit awkward now how do i engage in this no very real engagement holy spirit what do i do strategy not only strategies then acts on that strategy and records and gives this the song to this woman and then starts a running club you know and saying like hey let's pray together from what I understand, those other women, like Auntie said, they don't believe the same thing. They don't, they're not Christians, the other ladies. What is the impact? Can you not like get gooseies thinking about the impact of what Ant's going to do in those people's lives? And we get the privilege as the body to get around her and call out and champion that, that story and like the, the beauty for that, uh, for that community and what's going to unfold there. <clears throat> yeah, friends. It needs to become real and it takes intentionality but with incredible power that is just a moment away and waiting to be accessed and so I want to encourage you to go away and read Ephesians try and get the passion translation if you can it's available on whatever Bible app free download if you don't want to buy a hard copy but it just puts the gospel in such a beautiful way this beautiful gospel story, the therefore and now how we get to live. This side of Ephesians chapter 4 on can look like a bunch of rules in that if you haven't had the penny drop. But if you understand your high rank and what's, been happen what's happened inside of you, it empowers you in a way to live that is different, right? So go and dive into that. We need to come back to an awe and wonder of the love and power of Jesus that works in us and through us. As C.S. Lewis says, we are not mere humans. We are new creations. And so I just wrote this down. I want to just read this to you. We need the blur and sedating effect of going it alone in our natural everyday lives to give way to the energizing and invigorating power of Jesus until the supernatural becomes natural in our everyday lives. Can I read that again? We need the blur and sedating effect of going it alone in our everyday lives to give way to the energizing and invigorating power of Jesus until the supernatural becomes natural in our everyday lives. Can we stand and pray? And so I can pray, but you need to pray. This thing only becomes real when it's yours, right? When you access then it makes it real for you. And so I'm going to pray for me. And you can pray for you. Okay? Holy Spirit, I pray that you will open my heart and soften my heart to dive in and discover the beauty of salvation. Holy Spirit, open my heart to dive in and discover the power of Jesus that is made available to us. And then I want to pray for you, this, what Paul prayed for the Ephesians and for us. Ephesians 3 verse 16 to 20. Just keep your eyes closed. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor 
until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of His love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are full to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Friends, this is a constantly, it's a constant using of our faith. It's not a once upon a time get a, a a get out of jail free card and now it's just normal life no it's a very active walking on the other side of the cross to discover the riches of christ that are within you to discover this beautiful power and so i just want to encourage you as we go into this next week to be very very active not with a sense of duty but a response to this beautiful savior that has given you everything, He's given you the fullness of heaven. All the riches from the heavenly places have been lavished upon you. Actively start to feast on that. Feast on that daily, daily feast on that. Don't submit to that blur of everyday life that so subtly comes in. This is something that we need to dive into and feast on every day, throughout the day. Not only when things line up and you're doing good and you feel like you're in a good place to come before, before the, to the Lord, or you're in a good place to come to church. And next week, oh, you had a bad week, so you're not going to come because you're not doing so well. No, those are the very times when we need to get together and to lift each other up. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit thecollectivechurch.ca today.